0: do you
1: want to do the public service announcement are you sure Yeah. oh that might be fun no richard won't do the public service announcement at the beginning of the episode boo so it's gonna have to be you freddie over to freddie
2: right right before we get going a little bit of what i like to call housekeeping the serious bit just to let you know this is a multi-award winning podcast and it's all about the world of online dating So, therefore, it contains some pretty frank talk on the subject of sex. Also, I've got to warn you, and I'm guilty here myself, the people here, all of us, yes, all of us, do have uh, slightly potty mouths. So you might hear a few naughty words, and even a few very naughty words from time to time. So please bear in mind that this podcast might not be suitable for absolutely everyone. Maybe your grand should leave the room.
1: No, I think this is particularly appropriate for your grand. We have plenty of grannies in our AmFam gang.
0: Days, it's all gone.
1: Welcome the wonderful Accidentally Milf family gang, the AmFam gang. I can't believe we're already at episode number 10. Thank you so much to everybody for supporting us and for everyone that's listening and telling their friends and writing to us. Um It really makes it all worthwhile and it's really good fun talking to you all. So, thank you. So, welcome to episode 10 of the nine times award winning podcast Accidentally Milf Online Dating Adventures After 50 with me, Angel Bliss, and my really, really special guest, the amazing Johnny 2Ts. Also, here, as usual, are Richard, who wouldn't do the public service announcement at the beginning of this episode and Freddie,
2: I like a picture
1: who's gonna be chipping in from time to time asking me um, all kinds of questions Um, as you all know by now this is a, a podcast about online dating where you guys get to learn from all the really ridiculous mistakes that I have made online dating over the past six or seven years and as you know I matched with loads of men that were younger than me and didn't let that put me off. Um, So each episode you've had a different story and there are many, many more to come. I'm sorry to say because that means I've not found a boyfriend and that's a little bit of a spoiler alert actually for this story because in this episode you are going to hear the story of the very first boyfriend that I actually did find online. Yes, I actually found a boyfriend but sadly... It didn't last very long you're gonna hear all about it and i think if i can if i can muster up the courage i think we're going to phone him up and uh talk to him later in this episode as well um so you'll it, it's going to be m- quite embarrassing for me as usual but hey-ho that's uh, it goes with the territory doesn't it so here's a sneakity peek of what's to come so it just seemed really sweet and um, we really gelled, and at the end of the night, he was like, I want you to be my girlfriend. I was like, oh, I I, I so I haven't had a boyfriend for 20 years. Like, <laughs> Middle oh, school, yeah. It was really like that, it was really like that.
3: I would receive proposition nightly. Large sums that were offered, and all they wanted to do was blow me.
1: No. So before we get going on my date story, let's hear a story from one of our AmFam gang. Oh dear. His name is Peter and he's from Seattle. Freddie, will you do the honours and read it out for us?
2: I'd be delighted to do it. So here we go. Peter asks... I had a match on Tinder and thought she was cute and we arranged a date to go to a museum.
1: Oh my god, Peter, you sound like a classy act. Very cerebral to be going on a date to a museum.
2: She looked real cute from her pictures. However, when I met up with her, she looked nothing like her photos. She had the side of her head shaved and was a bit on the heavier side.
1: Uh, nothing wrong with a girl being a little bit on the curvier side.
2: She was nice and all, but I couldn't get over the fact that she hadn't updated her pictures and has essentially led me on to believe I was meeting up with someone who appeared completely different. I wasn't rude about it. However, she has been asking me to meet for a second date and I don't know what to tell her. Should I mention the fact that she looked completely different in real life? Or should I simply ignore it and go on more dates with her?
1: Thank you, Freddie. Well, it's a bit late to mention it now. I mean, I think if somebody doesn't look like their pictures, you tell them straight away, don't you? Oh, oh, you look a bit different from your pictures. I don't know. Um, I would give her a pass on this one. The thing is, you say, she seemed nice and I would like to get to know her more. So just bear in mind that, you know, maybe... She likes to um, bend the truth a little. But if she seems nice and you'd like to get to know her more, then go for it, you know? It does bother me, though, that you're bothering to write to me to ask me what I think. Because if if you're having to ask me, then maybe you're not that keen. I don't know. I would say... Give it another shot. Take it somewhere a little bit more exciting next time, though. Maybe you'll have a little bit more fun. Anyway, main thing, Peter, is to let us know how it goes. Give us an update. We're dying to know. And good luck with it. I hope that she's the love of your life and you end up marrying her. You'll also be getting a prize. Um, we've kind of run out of the really good things we had, but we've, oh, we've got some more. We've got some more, we've got some really good gifts coming in. So. Please, send your letters in, send your emails in and if it gets read out, we'll be sending you something through the mail. You'll get it in the next few days, Peter. Okay, I suppose I better tell you the date story. So um, I matched with a guy, he seemed cute, he had he had like a regular job managing a building, an apartment building in Hollywood. Um, But what I liked about him was, that he made loads of films on the side. Like, so he's like really into making short films. And he had a music studio, was into making music. Um, He was black and had long locks, which I like. Um, (laughs) I know, I know, it was cute. But he was also 42, so a bit more age appropriate. Mm. He had two kids who were like 20, 21. So like that to me levels the age. Like we both got kids the same age. Mm -hmm. So like it it kind of made him feel older to me. We we arranged to meet in this bar and this is me in the car on the way to the date. Good evening. (laughs) Hello, it is me again. And this can only mean one thing. And that is that I am on my way to another date. I have high hopes, as always, but I don't have high expectations at all for this one. I have a feeling that it's he's go- going to be nice, but that I'm not really gonna be that bothered. And I hope I'm wrong, um, but I've decided to meet him, he's interesting, he's cute, and has directed a movie, a little movie, a- like a short film, but I admire anybody who can get it together to actually direct a movie Um, and I like creative people he's cute he seems really quite keen on me Um, which is always a really nice bonus and I need to look more for that rather than the other way around I think when it's unbalanced it doesn't really tend to work out No matter how hard you might hide your enthusiasm for somebody, I think they know instinctively and and it puts them in the upper-handed position and puts them off, I think, fundamentally. Anyway, I'm driving to North Hollywood now to a bar. Kind of a bit annoyed that he's asked me to meet him at a bar at his end of town rather than him coming to my end of town. I don't really mind, but I thought, well, why why don't we at least meet halfway? I mean, I don't know whether he's got ideas about me going back to his house or anything. I'm certainly not going to do that. I've learned. (laughs) Um, So we'll see. I will report back. I'm late as usual. I'm due there in 10 minutes and I'm probably about 20 minutes away. (laughs) Um, But that's not too bad, is it? I'm not too bad. And I'm not nervous, really. I mean, I'm a little tiny bit jittery because I'm not really invested in the outcome of this one. And perhaps that is a really good thing. And maybe that'll make me be better and more entertaining and dynamic or more, more however I need to be in order to wheel somebody in who's worthy of being wielded. Therein lies the issue, doesn't it? Anyway, so I will report back. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I will report back. See you later. Bye. So I parked my car and I walked to the bar and I was a little bit nervous and I saw this really cute guy standing outside with long locks and it was really actually quite sweet because he was like waiting for me to arrive and making sure I got in okay. So that was like major brownie points from the beginning. So he gave me a little kiss on the cheek and we went inside. And um, they only served beer so it's like I suppose I'll drink beer and then he bought to play pool he's like oh we're gonna play pool i like, didn't say do you want to play pool it was like you're gonna drink beer and you're gonna play pool Taking so you can charge say. yeah i mean to be honest i thought it was okay really i've not played pool for years but we had fun and i liked him and we had a lot and he told me this really horrific dating the previous date you had been on was an absolute catfish it was a woman who'd come and she was like massive, and had given him pictures of her cousin, but hoped that that they would get on because they'd had such a connection on text. And he sat with her and bought her dinner, and said, sorry, I can't, like, and I just thought, oh, he's quite sweet, because he paid for this one, like he didn't just tell us to get lost. So it just seemed really sweet, and um, we really gelled, and at the end of the night, he was like, I want you to be my girlfriend. I was like, oh, I'm, I say so I haven't had a boyfriend for 20 years. So I, <laughs> Middle think, school, got, like, Yeah, it was really like that, it was really like that. And it was really sweet and nice, and he wasn't like trying to have sex with me. It wasn't like at all, it didn't seem at all to be like physically motivated, which was refreshing. Um, we hung out for ages, we went back to his apartment, we watched movies, we chatted, and it was really nice. Yeah, I know I said in the car on the way there that I definitely wasn't going to go back to his apartment but I just felt safe with him. I trusted him and I just thought it was going to be okay and it was. I don't regret that I went to his apartment. It was really nice but it's one of those examples of don't do what I do. I guess it probably wasn't very wise of me given that I didn't really know him but actually it was fine and he was sweet and he was respectful and it was all good. This is me on the way home in the car completely blissed out and loved up. Hi <laughs> it's um oh dear <laughs> it's what time is it's 20 past four in the morning and I'm just on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Um I don't know if you ever know that feeling of when your mind is just completely blown away. Well that's how I feel right now. I just feel like, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of that hormone in your brain. It isn't ser- it's not serotonin, the loved-up hormone. What's it called? I can't remember. But um, I feel kind of drunk on it. Um, I can't speak. I'm so like blissed out, I guess. Obviously my main concern is am I just like grabbing the first nice thing that is offered to me? Because it is the first nice thing that's been offered to me really. I really liked him. I did really like him. We played a game of pool and we ended up abandoning the game because we were too deep in conversation. We just. talked, and 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 talked. And And then I went back to his apartment, um, under strict instructions that nothing was going to happen of a saucy nature between us. And it's now twenty past four and I'm just going home. I mean, I mean, oh, it was so cuddly as well. And like, kissy and holding my hands and stuff but he also wasn't like it wasn't um, red flag stuff as in I don't feel he was love bombing me he wasn't flattering me and 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 rolling out like dodgy compliments I'm too tired really to go into any more detail but I'll talk more about this guy Uh, Okay, Uh, good night. Thank you for listening to me. Okay, find out what happens next after this very short break with a few quick messages from our sponsors. Isn't it great when you get together with friends and family that you haven't seen for a long time? Well, I know the perfect spot if you're looking for somewhere to gather with your friends or family to celebrate a birthday or an anniversary or just getting together for the sake of it. It's a beautiful chateau in rural France. It's got an outdoor heated pool and five acres of grounds to get lost in. It's on the edge of a pretty little village and just 15 minutes from the coast. It sleeps up to 26 people. It has 11 bedrooms, nine bathrooms, Five living rooms, three kitchens, five acres of grounds, and that beautiful heated pool. It's two and a half hours to London or two and a half hours to Paris. On the edge of a forest, in the pretty rural village of Grandcourt in Normandy, we can start from as little as forty pounds per person per night. Find out more details at FranceChateauForRent.com. That's FranceChateauForRent for your next big family and friends gathering. Au revoir, mes amis! We would love you to join our Accidentally Milf family, the Amfams. Please visit our website at accidentallymilf.com, where you're going to find links to all of our socials, as well as some hints and tips, and even a shop where you can bag some goodies, as well as lots of other information. Let's build a fun and supportive community of Amfams on Facebook and at accidentallymilf.com and I came home I was like oh I've got a boyfriend oh I've got a boyfriend and like you know I was there was a honeymoon period of a good two days (laughs) literally it was about two days and then um, about four days after we first met we were meant to meet again so he texted me he said I have something to tell you I thought oh no he's married oh he's with a woman oh he's and he, we arranged to go out on the Friday. He said, I don't get paid till next Thursday. So can we just like stay in and watch movies and get, and I'll cook for you? I was like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, I was expecting that he was going to tell me something terrible. Mm. And it was literally just that, can we just stay in rather than go out? So but I was that's unacceptable
3: that. to a lot of women. So
1: yeah. And he said to me, I knew we were gonna get on when you were cool with that. But I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, of course you're not bothered about going and going to fancy places. And right. it's about getting to know each other. And, but then I went on to his house ha- and he was just obsessed about watching stuff on TV. Like literally just watched TV all the time. Like it was just little Netflix series, Netflix series, Netflix series. And, and like not really much talking to each other. But I thought, okay, that's how he rolls, that's fine. And then just, it just went like, it wasn't, we were together, what, how long were we together? Four months or something. And I just never felt like he was really into me. You know, like, you want to feel like somebody's into you and, like, gives a shit about you. And, like, I think he liked me. I just think he had other priorities and other things. He was he had his kid, loved his kids, put a lot of energy into that and his other work and his projects and everything. And it very quickly became apparent that we were just gonna be better friends than boyfriend and girlfriend. It was never it's really it's really hard to explain. I mean, Try. Yeah, it wasn't like leave your clothes on the living room floor type.
3: Sex. It's like, let all. me fold them first and make sure they don't. And then there was them. a
1: period of like two months where the, we didn't do it at all. Yeah, like,
3: and that's unacceptable, especially that early in exactly. a relationship. And, and
1: it went, it was like we'd been together five years, about a month in.
3: It, yeah, it got no, to that level
1: of pipe and slippers kind of. And I just didn't feel like I was. Can't be.
3: Yeah. You can't be complacent and sexless that early in a relationship. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah probably would, would have started gaining weight in the next month or so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, um, and then like it just got, one night he invited me, like, Oh, I'll cook you dinner. He said, I've just got to tidy up the, and he lived in a tiny apartment, just got to tidy up the apartment, I'm going to cook you dinner. Come, I said, what time shall come? I'll come about eight. So I got there just after eight and he'd obviously just woken up. The place was an absolute mess. And I was like, "Oh, I thought he said well, you should have said you were on your way." I'm like, "Well, you said come at eight, and and you were going to cook dinner." He said, "Oh, would you go and buy some burgers?" <laughs> so, like I was, the next minute, I was walking to the burger shop buying burgers for us to go and eat them in this messy apartment when he'd been t- when he told me that he was going to cook me dinner and tidy up and just that just you're not... his
3: girlfriend. He already has you. He has no incentive to to yeah. be mis- to wow you anymore.
1: Yeah. And so then what happened was I went away and I came back and I kind of deliberately, I did what you did. I deliberately picked a fight with him. Well,
3: I don't deliberately pick fights, no, no, but I, I do self sabotage. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I kind of, because I knew that, he, and it just, yeah. So I picked a fight and so he finished with me. And I was annoyed because it was like, hang on a minute, <laughs> I was breaking up <laughs> yeah. with you. But we're friends now. It's all cool now.
2: Have you asked him about the relationship?
1: Um, what, no. Did
3: he lose interest or?
1: No, not really. No, he's not really
3: good
1: I think you going to have to. Well, I will on the podcast.
3: Yes. Do you guys still have friend sex, at least? No. No? Okay. No. Platonic.
1: No, yeah, no, no, nothing. Okay. But we're really close friends. Like, now I kind of wish that I'd known him as he is now before. It was like, it was almost like, two, I don't know. Anyway, so that was my one boyfriend, one date
3: that turned into a kind of relationship, but then it fizzled out. Well, as
1: most relationships do, so... Do they? It's funny, like, I've never really, even though we're really good friends now, we've never really had, like, a relationship post-mortem talk. Um, I mean, I'm half tempted to just phone him up and uh, ask him now, so that we can talk to him about what we Shall I phone him? Yeah. <laughs> shall I? Do you know what? I'm sure he wouldn't mind talking, Let's just give him a call and see what happens. Okay, pass him a phone over, Richard. Okay. Okay, here we go. Oh, please pick up. (laughs) Please pick up. (laughs) Hello? 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 Hi.
3: (laughs) Sorry, I'm not available right now, but you can leave a message at the sound of the tone. Thank you. (laughs)
1: hi there guess who it's me can you give me a quick call back please ideally within the next like 10 or 15 minutes or something I've got a really big favour to ask you alright talk to you soon bye Okay, we'll try him again later before the end of the episode I'm determined to talk to him have you ever been propositioned by a male
3: oh yeah I I lived in LA and I I used to be a male dancer Um,
1: oh tell us about that
3: well, I got into that as when I was struggling as a writer. Because when you're a writer, you always struggle. And so I was dancing at certain bars in West Hollywood because that's the main... When you're a um, male entertainer, Like, there's the myth of like the male strip club and a lot of women. And, and there are venues like that. And there, there are review shows. And there's a lot of choreography that goes along with that. But I... I'm not a great dancer, so I don't do choreography, and even then the tips at those shows pale in comparison to what you can earn if you actually dance in, in venues that cater to men because men are inherently predatory and thirstier when it comes to the sexual stuff that's why women can choose who they sleep with, and then the fuck who will sleep with them but the, um I would dance in these bars, and I'd make pretty decent tips, but I'd deal with a lot of entitled assholes and everything. And I would receive proposition nightly. Large sums that were offered, and all they wanted to do was blow me. And so I was doing the math in my head, and, like, if this was, like, a problem in a math textbook, a word problem, like, I'd have to answer in the affirmative. Because, like, I'm getting a blowjob, and I'm getting... $1,000, $2,000, at least that's what they're saying. It's like, and I had coworkers who were able to do that and I'm not moralizing against it, but I I just couldn't do it. I didn't want to live with it or I'd have to impose a time limit because I wouldn't be able to, I'd, if anything, I'd go super soft. it just be, because the idea of being with a man is just not, I'm not into guys, so it would do nothing for me. I'd have to impose a time limit um but it was not easy turning down that money especially for something where it's like just stand there but i, I never did it i couldn't follow through with it but th- those were the propositions i received is like men offering sums of money to suck my dick well. <laughs> and i couldn't I just didn't, I don't want those memories. Maybe if I had like a Men in Black memory flasher where I didn't go get my dick sucked <laughs> by an old queen in West Hollywood and then flash it so it like never happened. <laughs> and then what, two weeks later I like, get fucking bumps growing on my dick. I'm like, ah, how'd that happen? <laughs>
1: Okay, time for a really quick break with some messages from our sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about the difference between friends with benefits, fuck buddies, relationships and friendships. Oh my goodness, it's complicated. We'll be right back. I just want to tell you about three other podcasts that are from the same company that makes this one that you may well be interested in. The first one is for true crime fans everywhere. It's called Framed for Murder, The Case of Matthew Turner and tells the harrowing story of a guy who's now 32 years old and he's served the last 14 years in prison for a murder that all the evidence suggests that he did not commit. And the podcast follows his legal team as they fight for his exoneration in real time. It's a story filled with twists and turns and it's a must watch for true crime podcast fans everywhere. And another one we recommend you check out is called Soul Bear Sessions Where Mama At, which is the incredible true life story of Terence Holloway. He spent his childhood on the run from a drug gang with his mom. He ended up becoming a rap star and then many years later discovered that his mother was homeless on the streets of Los Angeles so he made himself homeless in a bid to try and find her. really incredible story definitely recommend you check that one out and finally for music lovers everywhere we have an incredible project from the bass player of Manchester legends happy Mondays Paul Ryder who sadly passed away in July of 2022 we have his project called the Paul Ryder tapes in the months leading up to his death he sat down with with his ex-wife, and told his complete life story. Not just the rock and roll antics of being on the road and meeting celebrities and the thrills and spills of being a rock and roll star, but also he talks about his struggles with drug addiction, mental breakdowns, infidelities, and being really at rock bottom at certain times in his life. Please check that one out. It's absolutely explosive. So we have friends that are just friends here. We have boyfriend and girlfriend relationships here. Can you describe the different levels of interim sort of setups? Like we've got foot buddies, we've got the friends with benefits. I find that whole area confusing. So can you just clarify? Well, it's it's meant
3: to be kind of gray. I mean, that's the whole nature of it. But I mean, to me, it comes down to uh, sharing a mutual respect. And uh, I feel... Like, I mean, what do you want to know? You want to know... The what difference.
1: the different categories are. How many categories are there? Are there just I, two I, or there's three? Like well,
3: how? I mean, you have friends. You have friends with benefits. You have relationships. And that, like, fuck buddies are more... A fuck buddy is someone where it's pretty much understood that it's pretty it's purely sexual. So, right. so you, you should be ashamed to message a fuck buddy at 2 a.m., like, hey, you know, want to come over a friend with benefits that you uh, you actually treat as a friend that might be disrespectful because that's right. like a fuck buddy gesture right there, oh, where it's, it's not very really friendly to hit up someone that you're friends with up at 2am and be like, hey, come over and fuck me.
1: Right. Okay. But, and do many girls do that?
3: If it's a fuck buddy thing and, and they're around like, and like, I don't get offended if a girl hits me up late at night and it's like, Hey, you know, can I come over? Like, I get offended if they get annoyed, if I don't want them to come over.
0: Right. And a lot
3: of people do get like, like when they don't have their needs met on their terms, they get very upset. Men and women, they get offended. Like what? You don't want to fuck me? And like men, especially... Especially, like, we're not supposed to turn down pussy. Like, we're not supposed to not want to have sex. So, like, women get very confused and they get
0: angry. They take it
3: personally if a guy doesn't want to fuck them. Like, this doesn't compute. Like, you're a guy. You're supposed to want sex all the time. You know, it's like, sorry, but, you know, I'm at home playing Call of Duty or just relaxing. (laughs) You know, it's, I, I don't want you to come over and do this and then bullshit. Like, I'm just, I'm in a good zone right now but men were not allowed per se to not want sex right
1: so a a, a regular one wouldn't get offended if if a regular fuck
3: buddy no they'd be like okay well i'll go on to the next one yeah and like by no means am i saying i shouldn't be your only option if Mm -hmm. we're fuck buddies like Mm -hmm. we should you know be treat each other with respect and you know have like the trust and and Mm -hmm. safety there but like Go. I don't care who you fuck like go out and, and fuck wherever you want like you don't have to tell me about it but like mm. don't bring me anything mm. you know that could jeopardize my health and uh don't fucking think you own me like too many girls like if you sleep with them they think that you know they have a season pass to you it's like getting their hand stamped with six flags they just come and go as mm-hmm. they please mm-hmm. and I don't like that it's you know if I'm feeling it and I want to meet you then yeah, we can fuck, but like, I'm not obligated to fuck you when you want. And there are a ton of other guys you are allowed to fuck. I'm not, I shouldn't be your only dick. That's <laughs> 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 true.
1: And f- how is that different then from, from the friends with benefits scenario?
3: Friends with, I, I, you know, it's rare that I have a friend with benefits because... If there's actually a friendship as it should be, um, when they're a friend with benefits, hence the term, it's more rooted in oh, we're hanging out and we can go out and do shit. And then if we decide we want like the sex is secondary in a friend,
1: right? With oh, benefits
3: yeah. thing where um and but I mean that's the thing, friends with benefits and fuck buddies, like they easily blend together. Cause I mean, friends with benefits is actually a euphemism that's used for fuck buddies. But some people who take it literally, um, and when there actually is a friendship there, the sex is more secondary to the friendship.
1: Is it the same in gay man Freddie?
3: Why are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> FWB
2: is just because they don't want to say fuck buddies, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, 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 I, sure, I do have a friend with benefits, but it's, it's a much rarer thing. Yeah. But I think it's, it's largely people just don't want to call it yeah. uh, fuck buddies. I th- it's. It's 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 a culture thing. It's more American than it is mm-hmm. English.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's, if you usually if you hear the term "friends with benefits" or you see F W B, it means we can fuck with no strings attached. That's typically what it means.
1: Do you think that like are most of the nation missing something because they're do- they're not doing that? Do you think it's actually beneficial for single people to have these relationships in place would it mean a lot less frustrated people going on if people bought because it is still i know we think it's kind of normal but the vast majority of like the people that i know think it's a bit like extreme even like just to have a relationship with somebody that you have sex with that isn't your boyfriend that's deemed so like in the broader spectrum of the world that's actually quite risque and unusual. Mm. Do you think that bringing this more into the mainstream, like the apps have, have done, they've made it shift towards the mainstream. Do you think that that's doing everyone a favor? Do you think it's a healthy thing?
3: I I mean, it depends on the person. I mean, sex has traditionally been linked with uh, romance, and so when you yeah. make sex its own entity, which to me it's always kind of been its own entity from that perspective. Uh, a lot of traditionalists and people um who think it's this beautiful act of love and just not something primal uh yeah. they they don't take that well i think if people fuck more yeah they're gonna be less likely they're gonna be less pent up and, and less frustrated but i mean it also does open the door for fucking war disease and and everything else
1: that's a very good point that you've brought up and i'm really glad that we didn't miss this Women, in particular, I think, and especially older women, associate sex with romance and sex with love. How how accurate do you think that is? Is sex connected with love, or is it love making? Completely different thing. I hate that term.
3: Yeah, well, that's the thing. But there's fucking, and then there's love making, and the sex. Like it's love making can be a beautiful act, like when you actually care about someone. But like. If you just want to have sex and fuck, you know, and it's coming from a biological, uh, animalistic, carnal uh, point of view, then... do it like it's two different. But you bits. have
1: to be careful about who you find to do it with, don't you? Well, yeah. you have to I mean, be, that's why you have to curate your, your suite of suitors, so to speak. You, I think you do,
3: or you can just be like me and look for any. Now, if you're a sloppy woman, home. Though, <laughs> because,
1: if, if you're a woman and you want to put yourself out there again and you want to have sex, I think you have to be really careful who you find and, and put effort and energy into finding decent people who have morals and integrity in well, place and be really clear about what it is and don't expect romance and flowers and hearts and to sleep over mm-hmm. and to to come at it from a from a very physiological perspective i always had this thing where number one i always felt i needed to have some sort of a connection with somebody so that it was like it was more than just random like i had to feel like we're. We have the capacity to be friends and there's mutual respect and number two was i never wanted to have a one-night stand i always wanted to like feel good enough that i saw somebody again and i always achieved yeah because women always yeah we always tend to
3: attach like a weight to stuff like that you know because like they don't want to feel discarded and they don't want to feel sleazy guys and especially guys like me who are on these apps uh it's that we, we just want the next thrill. And like, once you, yeah. the hunt is complete, once you bed someone and it, it comes yeah. down to that and once you sleep with someone, it, once you sleep with, you can't sleep with someone for the first time twice. So no, we like sleeping <laughs> with someone for the first time. But
1: I've never had a one night stand. I've never had,
3: I've some... had a lot, so yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also quite proud of the fact that some of my best friends now have, have come from dating apps. In mm-hmm. fact, the guy that I was talking about earlier in the episode is a really good example of that. We had a relationship for four or five months. Mm-hmm. But now we're really, really good friends after we broke up. Anyway, I'm going to try and call him one more time just before we uh we go because I think it'd be really funny to talk to him. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: I hope he picks up. Oh, he's not in. Oh, we'll have to try again another time. Hello. Oh! <laughs> I was just about to hang up because I thought you weren't there. Hello, it's me. How are you doing? Well, hello. How are you? I know I haven't spoken to you for a... I'm OK. How are you? I'm all right. I have a massive favour to ask you. <laughs> oh, God, what is that? <laughs> Do you remember... I'm sure I told you I was doing a podcast, uh, didn't yeah. I? About about online dating. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I remember. Okay,
1: the first thing I'm going to tell you is that you'll be so happy about the write-up that I gave you in the car on the way home from our date. Wait,
0: hold on. I'm on the
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're on the podcast. I mean, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> but the favour I want to <laughs> the favour I want to ask you is. Do you think we could have you on the podcast so that you could talk to me about our relationship and what went wrong? We've never spoken about it, really, have we? I know that we're good friends now and everything, but we've never really kind of dissected what I did wrong or what you did wrong or what went wrong with us. And I thought it might be fun if we just talked about it, because I think everyone would like to know. I'd like to know.
3: So you want to talk to me about what went wrong? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was hardly the romance of the century. I mean, we, we did. But having said that, I have said we are really good friends now, which is why, yes. I'm, why, why I feel able to call you now and ask you. But I just think it might be fun to, like, get you into the studio and talk to you about what went wrong. Also, I know that you're doing loads of other... Online dating, and you've told me a few of your stories, and I think you'd have some pretty funny stories to share with everybody too. Do you think you might be up for talking about them? Yeah.
3: Are we doing this on the phone, or am I actually coming in? What's going
1: on? Well, right now we're doing it on the phone, and I've taken the liberty of asking Richard to record you. Um, as long as so we're. Being re- being recorded. <laughs> well, we c- we'll only use it if we have your permission, obviously. Hi. Uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> All right, look, we need to dissect what went wrong with me so that I can learn, so that the next relationship that I get in, that I don't make the mistakes that I made with, when I was in a relationship with you. Well,
3: it was nothing wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we need to talk about that night when you sent me out for burgers as well.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll we'll use this bit of phone call in this episode. Everyone everyone can tell how really nice you are. Let me think about it. No. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'll be there. I'll be there.
1: Excellent. Oh, brilliant. Right. (laughs) Alright, I got you. Okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's nice. All right, brilliant. Thank you. Um, So we'll talk tomorrow. I'll give you a call tomorrow. We'll we'll set it up.
3: Yeah, just give me um, give me a day ahead, day ahead, and then uh, let me know the time and date.
1: All right, brilliant. Thank you. You won't okay. be too harsh on me, will you?
0: No, I told you, you're you're great. You're beautiful. You're wonderful.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you gotta you gotta know that I am gonna tell the
1: truth. Yeah, it has to be truthful. Otherwise, it's a waste right. of time, isn't it? All right. <laughs> as long as it's not too bad. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.
0: All right, bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Oh, I'm so excited. So please join us next time where we're going to be dissecting my failed relationship. Oh, dear me. It was my very first actual relationship from a dating app. Um, But the good part of it is that we are now really good friends, but we've never actually discussed what went wrong with our relationship. It's all been kind of brushed under the carpet. So it'll be actually really therapeutic and interesting uh, to talk about it. Plus, I know he does a lot of dating and he has a lot of funny stories. So nice little bonus for you. Um, the next episode will be all about me and him and his wacky stories from his uh, from his dating. And Johnny's gonna be talking about fleshlights and sex aids.
3: Here's a sneak peek. Women already have their, with the vibrators and Sibians. You know what a Sibian is, right? Oh,
1: what's
3: that? It's like a little saddle with a, a vibrating dildonian, you sit on and you ride and grind against it. No, never heard of it. Sibian. Yeah. S-Y-B-I-A-N. S- S- okay. Mm-hmm. And I actually knew a girl who named her daughter Sibian. And she you didn't know. <laughs> <No>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're almost out of time, but before we go, as usual, here are three tips that we have learned from this episode. Tip number one. Have an open mind about where he takes you to the date. I could have got really sniffy about the fact that they only served beer and that he wanted to play pool. But as it was, it turned out really nicely. So don't be too prescriptive about where you expect a man to take you. Obviously, if you've got any special needs or requirements or you don't drink, then communicate those before you meet him. And number two, do your best to not get carried away. Don't be too keen. It's really off-putting when you're too keen on somebody. Be a little bit mysterious. If you are super keen, try and keep that to yourself, at least at the beginning. And tip number three. Try to shift the focus of a date from will he or she like me to is he or she right for me? Too much of our effort is focused on trying to impress the other person. But how about looking at it from your own perspective and actually try and make a judgment about whether they're right for you more than whether you're right for them? So thank you so much to all of you Fam gang for listening. It's so much fun doing this and we really couldn't do it if you weren't listening. So thank you so much. Thanks for all your voice notes and your messages and for following us on social media please go to our website, which is accidentallymilf.com and you'll find all the links to our socials and the way of getting hold of us and sending us your messages. Please give us a nice review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss anything. Thank you to Richard. Thank you to Freddie and to Johnny Tooties for his brilliant insight. I mean, I don't know how we would live without Johnny's insight. please be inspired to do a bit of online dating at least subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so and please tell all your friends to give us a listen especially the ones who are single and looking for love thank you so much talk to you soon lots of love bye This podcast was brought to you by the Fab Team at Glistening Productions. It was produced by Angela Smith and Jeff Tietro. Music is by Epidemic Sound, and the theme music is by Ten Towers. Studio producer was Freddie Chopper. Studio engineer is the lovely Richard Venti. Consulting producer is Phil Parsons. Executive producers are Angela Smith and M. Jacoby. And I'm your host, Angel Bliss, with special guest, Johnny Two Tees.
0: Glistening Productions <laughs>
1: <laughs> I dated a bartender and he made sure that I was shaken and stirred
0: <laughs> days, it's all gone.